0: Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site, brings the heat again with a $300,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters' main event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for Week 9. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code FFParty and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. <laughs>
1: The trio behind Fanball's original Pants Party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John to be now here's anthony maggio
0: happy nfl week nine happy halloween happy almost Om- no- november happy world series there's so much
2: going on uh-
3: dia de los huertos or muertos huertos. Or something like yeah, that too. day of
2: the dead el deo the dedo
3: <laughs> that's the loose spanish <laughs> translation that's what google translator told me
0: that's what i call it the day my guillotine team is uh put under the Ooh. knife i've I've, I've lost. You I started lost the season one? with four, and I'm down to two now. Dos. this Half one wasn't there. this one wasn't my uh, i. I I didn't have myself to, I, I guess I do have myself to blame, but uh, <laughs> no, there who was else no, would let's, you blame. let's pick random fantasy well, no, analysts and like, hang it on him. There, were, there wasn't like a, Bo
2: told me to there start. was nothing
0: better I could do, like with two weeks ago, if I would have just made one not stupid move. Is my this your immediate regret? Just no, we're right, not there wow, yet. Wow, oh. just jump right in. No, it's, uh, we do have a lot to talk about in this show, though. Welcome to JL Beers, by the way, in Burnsville. It is uh, same old, same old, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday night. Come join us. There are. I don't know. How many shows we got left? It's week nine now, right? It'll be seven. Seven shows after this one? Or it, no, it adds up to after 16, this one. I believe. Yeah. my understanding. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, immediate regrets. We got news. We will have some whatever to talk about and, of course, some 50-50. Uh, Tuvi's got an array of glassware to talk about as well. Oh, man. It's
2: it's not just the beer here at JL Beers. It's also the glassware. And so, the chicken strips. Well, and, and the chips, the homemade yeah. chips, which are spectacular. But uh, I opened the festivities with the Hop and Frog Taurus the Tyrant, which was spectacular. Great name.
3: You're just making sh- stuff up. <laughs> Good catch, well, yourself. I yeah,
2: sure. he sold me at uh, well, it's thirteen point eight percent alcohol by volume. You know, it's the it's huh. the dark little Russian Imperial Stout comes in the little cup, and then I moved up to I, I I sampled just on based on name alone. The poma said knock you out, which was it's a little <laughs> little dry for my taste. So then I I. Pivoted, DFS yeah, term, that's good, to uh, the Indeed Danzig. And then I've been over here oh singing,
3: How many beers are you on now? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> i tell you, when you kick off the evening with a 13.8, everything <laughs> after that is gravy. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I tried the Clown Chews Apple Baron, it is a scotch. Uh, we heavy at 11%. Oh, and man,
4: again in my wheelhouse. It was,
0: yeah, it, it was a little too much scotch flavor for me, to be honest. I'm not a big scotch guy. I know, scotch. right? It's so weird, but uh, just there it goes there's uh, too
4: much flavor if you like, in my ice if you, cream. If you,
0: if you like scotch, that, that's a good one for you. But the Bells Third Coast is what I'm working on, oh, and that yeah. is delicious. And Bo,
3: you'll stand by. Uh, yeah, I, I'm drinking a Green Bell Premium. Where's that brewed out of? Uh, mm-hmm. New Ulm. Oh, awesome. Minnesota, I'd yeah, be going there this the weekend. Oh,
0: very good. Well, and support Jail Beers here in Burnsville. Come out and join us. Like we said, seven thirty every Wednesday. Um, we got lots to talk about today, so let's start by regretting things.
1: The Party Podcast now continues with. I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves... movesaggio Mitchell and Tubby feel remorse over.
2: Wants regret first. I'll regret. All right. And it, this isn't maybe an immediate regret, but it's uh, like two, maybe two, three weeks ago, I had an offer to uh, to acquire Leonard Fournette, and I don't recall the exact offer, but it was a, it wasn't uh, asking the farm or, mm-hmm. or the ranch or the kitchen sink or whatever is is asking too much. Couple appendages, and uh, I, I, watching him the last couple weeks. I think the dude's legit and he's still underrated. The fact that he's only got one touchdown right now, I think is going mm-hmm. to keep him a buy low. The fact mm-hmm. that he plays at nine thirty, and most people are going to forget about that game anyway, because they're overseas. I think that might keep him a buy low unless he really blows up and his name is leading the scroll across the bottom yeah. of red zone, you know, for the entire <laughs> yeah. day, Leonard Fournette, four touchdowns, 275 yards, but he's, I believe second or third. I know he's top three in, in yards from scrimmage and, uh, and I, I'm kicking myself for not having jumped on Leonard Fournette because I think uh, I think he's finally paying dividends. You know, short shelf life for for running backs There's probably mm-hmm. only a two three year window here where he's going to hit. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm kicking myself today. I don't know with Fournette if I'm as like impressed
0: with the the player, but like the opportunity that he has is I mean it's elite. I mean there are you know. Are they running? Yeah. Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey probably are the two that have better, and maybe Delvin Cook, Delvin but even Cook, yeah. with Delvin, he's got Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. you know, stealing some looks. I mean, he, Fournette's just getting everything, and yeah. he's big in the passing game, and so. That's, that's what people didn't think he could
2: do right. coming out of college, and he's demonstrated he's very adept in the passing yeah, game.
0: Yeah, so I think, uh, I, I definitely agree with you that there's still some, there's some meat on the bone, as it were, with the, uh, being able to maybe score some touchdowns here in the second half of the season, Bo. What do you want to regret?
3: Is it? Can I pre-regret something for this upcoming? You, can just, <laughs> you could, but you could yeah, just absolutely. not do that thing. No, that's, still time. that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start Lamar Jackson against the Patriots.
0: Ah. Oh. That, I mean, that's all right. Is
3: that bad? <laughs> it feels bad.
0: <laughs> I, uh, listener Andy, uh, emailed me today asking about, um, Matt Stafford or Lamar Jackson. And I think that's mm-hmm. really close. And I told him I'd still, I'd still start Lamar there.
3: Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I won't. So maybe
0: that. I'll be regretting with you. We'll see. Patrick Mahomes and is next- my
3: other quarterback in that league. And, uh, oh. Picked up Derek Carr in that league as well, so that would be my other option. Anyways, well, if
0: Mahomes starts, you're probably starting Mahomes.
3: Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Mahomes is going to play yet. I All think right. he's back next week. Okay. Um, but if I can't pre-regret that, I'll just uh, regret the old-fashioned way here, and I'll regret reaching for Mark Walton in uh, a few too many leagues uh, last week uh, Monday night against the Steelers. The opportunity was was was. Uh, evolving there in Miami, and then, of course, it blew up with uh, the trade uh, that sent away Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, opportunity is nice, but it ideally, is nice. Um, you'd want to see a guy do just a little bit more than Mark Walton has before thrusting him into every starting lineup that you can. I probably should have uh, held back in a few areas. Um, you know, it's worth taking a, a risk and taking a flyer as a flex play mm-hmm. on a guy like that before he really shows too much, but uh probably could have held back the reins, pulled the reins in just a little bit on Mark Walton. Yeah. that's I can't my regret. because can... I I picked him up everywhere uh several weeks ago anticipating something like this. So. And
2: you hadn't seen the Dolphins play up to that point? <laughs> well, or?
3: That's that's the mitigating issue. Here. Well, yeah, the, the, it's, it's 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 all about the opportunity, yes. not about the situation. And uh, who knows if he'll score a touchdown or ever crack like even eighty yards, but um, he'll 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 get chances.
0: I mean, Miami as a team this year is thirtieth in running back points, fantasy mm-hmm. points scored. Only the Bengals and uh, the Jets actually are worse. Um, the
2: Jets who are trying to unload unload Le'Veon right. well. Yeah. yeah
0: and and so yes you know the ceiling's not high I think I mean, as far as you know going out and picking him up everywhere I'm all all for that I mean he's still available in a lot of leagues mm-hmm. and I mean you were anticipating a situation change with with Kenyon Drake we'll talk about him in a minute but um, Mark Walton ended up with. Uh, just about 79% of the rushes and almost 20% target share. I mean, that's the kind of workload you want out of your back. That's, that's near
3: Leonard Fournette workload. Yeah, we'll see if it, (laughs) we'll see if that bears fruit here down the stretch. It it hadn't, hadn't really too much yet. And, uh, basically what I, the the gist of it is I I could have held back in a few places and started somebody else at a price, but got a little eager to be real smart. I be a smart guy and throw yeah. Mark Walton in the lineup as soon as I could.
0: Yeah, I like I think your take's right on, he's RB three flex basically most yes. weeks. You know, unless it's yeah. the bye weeks and injuries get real dicey. Um, for me, mine's uh mine's a sort of running two week regret. <laughs> and honestly the pro <laughs> like I I'll let you guys tell me if my process was wrong here, but after benching what turned out to be the number one fantasy running back in week seven, which is Chase Edmonds, I put him in my week eight lineup for whom would eventually become the number two fantasy running back in week eight, Tevin Coleman.
3: Oh. Um,
0: and then I ended up losing on James Conner's last carry, the one where he hurt his shoulder. I was up by uh, two-tenths of a point and ended up losing by three-tenths of a point. And then Conner hurt himself. Um, so obviously I was a little bitter about that. But, I, you know, I, I'm looking back and thinking, like, all right, when I was making this decision between – it was actually between Kenyon Drake – um, before the news that he wasn't going to play this week, so that mm-hmm. obviously eliminated him. It was, it was Drake, Edmonds, and and Coleman, and we've we've talked about Coleman on the show and how I think you know he's the he's the one out of that backfield I would want to start. Oh, yeah. um, but he's still splitting the work there. And Carolina's defense did not play to the level it has in, in past weeks. You know, I, I wasn't scared of that defense, but it's not a defense I'm going out of my way to start a running back against. And it, I mean, certainly same thing with New Orleans, whom Chase Edmonds was playing. But the thing with Edmonds is there was nobody else to take work there. I wasn't scared of Zach Zenner getting a bunch of work. And so while the, you know, the ceiling maybe wasn't as high with Edmonds, I knew that the floor was much safer and he had an okay ceiling. Um, I think I, you know, looking back, I probably could have, Determined that Tevin, and it's not like I wasn't thinking about this, but you know Tevin Coleman maybe had the chance for the higher ceiling because he wasn't facing as tough of a defense and he's on a better offense. But still, it's not like the dude went out and had Leonard Fournette workload last week. I mean, he what did he have? Thirteen carries, like it was not much. And he scored obviously the he had the huge day with the four touchdowns and, and. you know, that cost me, and it's not like I didn't benefit, I ended up winning in another league where I was going against a guy with Coleman on his bench, and I'm sure there's plenty of stories like that, so I'm not, that. that's where I'm at, it's like, the the regret is more of a, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself, but yeah, he ended up, Coleman had 11 carries and two targets in that game, which is not, a, it's actually lower than it's been in, uh, since he got back from that injury, so I don't know. Did I did I screw something you, up there? Or was it no, bad luck?
3: I think you're just uh, you're letting the outcome kind of overshadow the process here in in regretting that. Yeah. Because I think anybody would re- regret that move in hindsight, just based yeah. on what happened. Right. But th- I think the process was was accurate. I I, I would have done the same thing. I think given the choice, the, going into that game with the setup that you had at hand, there mm-hmm. I think Edmonds was probably the better play
2: you want something to regret uh, <laughs> as, a, as a guy who had Tevin Coleman in a couple of leagues. And when he went down week one with uh, what they said initially was the high ankle sprain. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's, that's like a six week injury on a running back. It wasn't like the rosters were too small, but I needed some help. And so I mm-hmm. kicked him to the curb in week mm-hmm. one. And uh, when I went back to get him, even I thought early, you know, like a couple of weeks later, somebody had already jumped on him. So yeah, that's six touchdowns and in four I'll join games you later. Regretting that, yeah.
3: yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's just man. Running running backs are just so so valuable. I yep. mean, just the the Tevin Coleman. That's that's a mistake to kick a guy like that to the curb. And and uh, Mark Walton, me just you know clamoring to get him in every league I could just because he had a pulse. It's just,
2: I underestimated the brain power in in that league. Does
0: is Tevin Coleman a? Are you shopping him if you have him now, or are you just gonna ride it out and? I and mean, the dude just scored four touchdowns. Yeah, that ain't
3: happening again. Right. <laughs> I mean, if this is a sell-high moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is.
0: If you sell him, you <laughs> would be selling him high. I guess what yes. I'm asking is, is he a player that you are aggressively trying to unload based on the fact that he did just have his you know, lowest touch count since he got back from that injury or you just chalking that up to the fact that it was a blowout and they didn't need to keep giving him any work.
2: More more blowout. I i he everything I liked about him that landed him on multiple teams for me, a back, a lead back in a Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, you're gonna get the four touchdown days are not gonna be every week and I'm not banking on every week, but I'm I'm banking on productivity every week so I'm not looking to shop him, but if somebody yeah. wants to treat him as if he's a, a four touchdown a week mm-hmm. guy and wants to pay for that, I'm not opposed.
3: Tevin, Tevin Coleman is probably he was probably drafted as a team's RB three in some yeah. cases. Yeah, low to so, high. So three. so if he's if he's your third running back, you can you have the luxury of maybe of trying to sell high to a team that uh, has been decimated at the running back position in your league.
0: I so. dig it. All right. Well, there because the trade deadline was yesterday, we have lots of news to, to get to. So let's throw to bow at the Channel Score News Desk.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I
3: need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yes, so many trades went down in the <laughs> NFL this week. Hey, there's,
0: uh, there, was, there seemed to be more activity... Not
3: overall like in trades, but just like talk of trades. This year felt it's a lot of bigger rumors. than oh, yeah. most. Uh, we'll start with non-trade news. Andy Dalton was benched by the Bengals finally. Uh, Brian Finley will be the starting quarterback following their bye week. Joe Flacco, herniated disc. In his neck, after ripping the team, coincidentally, I was
0: say, he, he herniated his disc ripping after, the team. It's amazing after how after
3: sticking his neck out, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. James Conner with the shoulder injury looking iffy for this week. Jalen Samuels, his knee is okay, so that he he should be uh, the bell cow there maybe this week for Pittsburgh if Conner can't go. Uh, the Cardinals, as we just mentioned, acquired Kenyon Drake at the trade deadline. Chase Edmonds is out for Thursday night football with his hamstring injury. David Johnson questionable with his ankle injury for Thursday night football. And the team that they're playing against their backfield situation isn't that much better right now. As we just talked about Tevin Coleman, he's just fine, but Matt Braid has got an ankle. Raheem Mostard has a knee. Both are questionable for Thursday night. And Jeff Wilson, well. stinger. Jeff Wilson's got the stinger. Uh, Few other tidbits here. Darius Geis is back on the practice field, as is Nick Foles. And a little bit of kicker news: Matt Bryant and Mike Nugent both released by their respective teams. We have new kickers in place for the Falcons and Patriots. Want to start with the quarterbacks?
2: Yeah. How about you? you buried the lead on Andy Dalton getting benched on his birthday. Let's <laughs> let's pick.
3: I wanted you to. I wanted you to run <laughs> with that.
2: Let's pick Andy Dalton's birthday on. Tuesday, you know, with not even a game that they week. They probably gave him a cake no, and it said no your No rush. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's happy happy birthday, take a seat. And, you know, for him, that's probably a, the best present he could hope for is he yeah. doesn't have to stand back there and get just beat to a pulp behind that offensive line. So we get to see from the quarterback factory that is North Carolina State.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Name they, three great quarterbacks from North Carolina State. Bo?
3: I can because you told me about them. Let's see if Maj can. Not, I'm not even going to try. I got nothing.
2: Phil Rivers.
3: Okay. My and guy, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett.
2: Okay. And then I know Wisconsin claims him after uh, he grad transferred Russell there, Wilson. but oh, Russell, Russell Wilson, <laughs> Wilson huh? Yeah. So the next in that great line, Ryan Finley, is, is your go-to guy. <laughs> I And –
0: I want to talk about all these quarterbacks together. So Brandon Allen's the replacement for Joe Flacco. Yes. So there are teams right now that, you know, have some quarterback issues between teams that drafted Andrew Luck, teams that obviously drafted Dalton or, or Flacco, uh, that, you know, Mitch Trubisky and yeah. uh, ruining teams. I mean, there there are quarterback-needy fantasy teams out there. And as you're looking at, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the dregs now in most leagues. So you've got your... Your Case Keenum's, your Ryan Fitzpatrick's, your Finley's, and your uh, Brandon Allen's. As you're looking at those, you know, those guys as any of those as potential replacements. I mean, are you just are you just taking a zero? Or <laughs> that, <what>? that's okay. <laughs> okay. I take a zero. Like, because to me, I look at this that group specifically, the ones I mentioned, and there are a handful of others that may or may not be depending on league size. But like, I am much more inclined to pick up a. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's going to YOLO his way to a a victory or two here and throw a few touchdown passes. Like, YOLO has that connotation of, like, you know, freedom and do whatever. Like, for especially for Finley, YOLO, like, that's like a threat with that offensive line. Like, he might die (laughs) back there. Man. (laughs) Like, that was a gift to Andy Dalton on his birthday. You survived the 2019 (laughs) NFL season. Congratulations. I I don't know. I can't get like
2: I, if you're in a league with <laughs> with interceptions, I, I, I might go with the zero. To be honest, <laughs> I'm to trying to talk myself into
3: <laughs> picking up any of these guys and I'm struggling to. I suppose if I personally was have was in a quarterback conundrum with one of my squads, I would uh I would be able to talk myself, convince myself to pick up Maybe Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen. No. That's uh, a tough choice. I'd
2: rather stash Nick Foles and, yeah. and hope well, that you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah.
3: that,
2: that they find it. But I and, thought
3: we were just choosing between those. Yeah, two I know. Guys. This I, really, I, you know,
2: me. I don't like to color inside the lines.
0: Don't. This really bums me out for the receivers because is is relatively useless. And I mean, I shouldn't even say Andy Dalton was useless. He had what five rushing touchdowns this year. Like he's, I mean, he's been bad on the field, but he's an accurate enough passer where. Auden Tate had become serviceable. Yeah. Tyler Boyd was being used every week. A.J. Green's on his way back and apparently wants a contract extension in Cincinnati. How do you trust any of those receivers? And and then to go to the, the Denver situation, they get rid of Emmanuel Sanders, so Cortland Sutton, all eyes are yeah. on him uh, on defense, and now you've got Brandon Allen needing to get him the ball. Why? I mean – Good luck, I guess. Like, I, I'm a Cortland Sutton owner in a couple spots, and this makes me real
3: nervous. So am I, but it's not like Flacco was lighting it up either. Yeah, that's... I just, it's. He, Cortland Sutton was putting up serviceable, well, better than serviceable stats mm-hmm. in some weeks with Joe Flacco, despite Joe Flacco. Well,
0: we li- I mean, we like to rip Flacco and Dalton, and for good reason. They're not good NFL quarterbacks, but I would think that Brandon Allen is a, as bad as Joe Flacco is, I think that there's probably, it's not like Brandon Allen's <laughs> nipping at his heels from a talent and ability standpoint.
2: Maybe the play there is to uh, jump a couple weeks ahead and pick up Drew, Drew Locke. Because yeah. don't they play this week and then a bye next week, I believe. And he's on IR eligible to return, though. I don't know. Have we gotten
0: news that that's definitely going to happen, that he's going to return this year? I would year?
2: think he's more the future than... Oh, yeah. So absolutely. It, You're you right know, about if, that. if Flacco's hurt and your season's lost, why not get him some reps? if if at all possible you know get get some real-time reps in relatively meaningless games and let him get up to game speed so he hits the ground running next year
3: so lock in in yeah you you were right they have the buy in week 10 then they have the they're at the vikings and at the bills that's not good no <laughs> uh, welcome to the league but december has uh the chargers the texans the chiefs and the lions a little bit easier than the the yeah. vikings and bills uh,
0: there's a story actually on sportsillustrated.com that's just from earlier today, today being Wednesday, You're so yesterday for most of you listening to this, but um, where John Elway is sort of hinting at a timetable, and he said he's talking about, he says that we're looking at the Minnesota week. What week was that? It's right coming out of the bye.
3: Right after their bye. Yeah. So, so week 11.
0: So, yeah, I, I think that if you're uh, in panic mode at quarterback, you might be right. Locke might be the guy to go get.
1: Uh.
0: Anything
2: else we need to talk about those guys? We got quarterbacks covered. What's next, Bo? Uh,
3: the next would be uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back situation, which I believe one of us has one of these guys in fifty-fifty. So maybe not uh, delve too much into this, but we know uh, everybody should be keeping an eye on James Conner and that shoulder. Yeah, because. I mean,
0: I'm not. We we don't need to. Um, into that. It's not like I'm going to throw a bunch of stats at you with, with Jalen Samuels in 50-50. He's the healthy one, <laughs> and he has a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's a tough matchup-ish, but he's going to catch the ball out of that backfield, and he's going to get most of the attempt. So, yeah, if uh, if Connor were to go, but that's not expected, right? He's expected to miss
3: this game. It's Yeah, it's looking pretty iffy. I mean, yeah. if we're still early in the week here, That, but, yeah, it's looking pretty iffy.
0: Yeah, if, I mean, if, if Connor plays... Samuel's is supposedly 100 percent healthy. I'm still fine with Samuel's is like a flex
3: play, even mm. if Connor goes this week. To be honest with you, uh, the Thursday night football game. Maybe just touch on this briefly because some of the people listening to this podcast might be listening yeah. to it Friday, and that game is right. in the past. So Cardinals. It was and what and a great f- game it was! It was
0: so yeah, awesome. I can't believe all that ending. All of those things that
3: happened. Uh, Cardinals and 49ers running back situ- situations for those people who are listening to this on Thursday. What should they be doing? Obviously, Tevin Colvin. Coleman for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He's the last man standing there.
2: Why would you want any backup to the backup Cardinals against, I, even with David Johnson? Right. I think you're planning on another week without David Johnson because he's clearly not 100% if he's at best a game time decision. And that's a really, really, <laughs> yeah. really good defense. It's yeah. a bench
3: all your Cardinals week, isn't it? I you could, Hopefully through?
2: you've got alternatives. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You might have to, might have to plug in my, he, Kyler he Murray, might given the quarterback situation. have to start situation. Kyler
3: Murray, but I don't like it. Yeah,
0: and, and honestly, like, and with the trade, you know, we talk about the Drake trade, the – I that that Edmonds injury really just ruined everything because I mean Drake's a rental. He's a free agent after this season, so they're probably kicking the tires on him a little bit here, just see how he looks. They've already said that they're not going to give him. They're going to manage his workload. He's you know new to the team. He's not going to come in and get a bunch of work. Nor would you want to give somebody twenty carries against that defensive line. He might catch a handful of passes. And I do think that this is an offense that Kenyon Drake could thrive. Oh, absolutely, yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. So if 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 we get like the surprise news that David Johnson is getting put on IR and Chase Edmonds is out mm-hmm. for five weeks, Kenyon Drake's interesting for the end of the season. But for me in redraft, and heck, even in our in our short bench dynasty league, I dropped Chase Edmonds today because Tuvi doesn't respond to trade offers, and um, <laughs> the David Johnson owner in our league is Tuvi, and and. With a short bench and looking at that schedule, I think Bo, you noted the the Arizona schedule. Maybe you didn't, and I'm making that up. I know that it's a tough schedule for Arizona. They've got San Francisco twice in the next three weeks. They've also got a bye week in there, um, and and the injury you are correct. The injury to boot with with Chase Edmonds.
3: Like 49ers, that, Bucks, 49ers again. Yeah, bye week. And the Bucks are the an Bucks amazing are, run yeah, defense. too. So rundy. basically,
0: your best case scenario is Chase Edmonds is useful to you five weeks from now. And you're in the fantasy playoffs by then. And David Johnson's probably healthy by then. So in a redraft league, you better have a deep bench if you're hanging on to Chase Edmonds at this yeah. point. I would rather – I mean, I have Kenyon Drake in the league where I drop Chase Edmonds. And um, that that's where I would go if I had to choose one of those guys. Um,
2: Are you completely discounting Alfred Morris? Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. Yes, I am no, just checking.
0: But I, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like – I think Kenyon Drake just ruins all of this because even when David Johnson <laughs> comes a back, lot. Kenyon Drake. Seriously, because as good as David Johnson is in the passing game, really, that's yeah. Kenyon, That's what Kenyon Drake's good at too. And if he's going to eat into David Johnson's workload in that regard, because they're being careful with him because you know they're out of the playoff picture and he was already injured, all this does is make him less, make Johnson less of a
2: fantasy asset in my mind. Kenyon Drake's like a tall Tariq Cohen or, or Austin Eckler. Yeah, you know, I mean mm-hmm. that's his forte is getting him the ball in space, he'd be a great compliment in the right offense. And in this offense, David Johnson should be his own compliment. I mean David yeah. Johnson yes. should be running those patterns. Yeah,
0: so I mean I guess moral of the story is
3: stupid Arizona.
2: Yep. <laughs> that's that sums her up.
3: Okay. Uh next kicker news on our list would be well yeah all right well, let's who, well you should kickers. just say who
0: the kickers are in case people matt. have matt bryant or mike nugent on their team
2: yeah to be well, who who well, did uh, nick folk ended up with the patriots which shocked me because i i thought for sure bob Kraft so would opt good. for the young ho coup who ended up with the bryant uh with uh, replacing bryant in atlanta
3: why why'd you think that
2: you know <laughs> i wasn't gonna dignify with a rim shot but i decided
3: <laughs>
2: what bob's got
0: some experience with Young Ho. Koo. No, I don't think he does. Not the kicker anyway. Maybe. Well, alright. Yeah, let's not, you know what? The more I think about should playing we, out the like string, it, yeah. I think we, this would not I think be, we it should do not be, should not be our last show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> alright, the only uh, thing we had on the list was uh, Darius Geis returning to practice and Nick Foles back on the practice field as well. Good. Are we looking at the last, the end of the Gardner Minshew era? Wait, why
2: would you even say that? I, How'd Beowulf end? <laughs> I didn't read uh, it. I, I know it was assigned. I didn't read it. But, <laughs> like, read was the there a heroic, that was part of our book club there this week. Is heroic read? ending where he <laughs> saves the day, or does he just get like stabbed by his brother's wife or something? I don't know. I just remember there being, I saw the
0: movie in 3D at the Minnesota Zoo back when there was a theater Ooh. there, and there was a lot of
2: uh, debauchery. Ah nah. well, he's built for that. I mean, with that, with that mustache, that's all that's all Beowulf Minshew needs. It's more debauchery. I, I,
0: I honestly have no idea what's going to happen there. Like, I feel like they have to keep playing Minshew. Like, I think they do too. It's it's a I wait really until he do. f's a game up and then put Foles in. But until that happens, it's Minshew.
3: He's not going to f anything up.
0: Yeah, he'll have a few things up. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What, what about I, the
3: Washington running back situation with Geist coming back? Does that do anything for you? If
0: you're relying on Adrian Peterson as a flex or emergency running back right now, I think that you might want to find a spot on your roster for for, for him. But, I mean, I'd ra- there's probably other running backs out there I'd rather take a chance well, on.
2: Well, what about the ones on their roster? I, I think Chris Thompson's got the turf toe, and I'm not a big fan of anybody with turf toe. But you know who they picked up? Kept it within the division. Bo, your guy. Hmm? You're, you were always a big Smallwood guy. He had some work last week. Yeah, I think he ends he up did. being the pass catcher because
0: that's, he was, that's he not was, Adrian's forte. He was thrust into action. I do think, you know what, since we're talking about uh, running backs in that division, we did not have this on the notes, but Darren Sproles is actually coming back Yay. this week as well, and he's not anybody who's useful, but that's of note because Miles Sanders hurt his shoulder last week, and he's yeah. supposed to be fine. Sanders looked really
3: darn good left. he's yeah. looked to before right
2: you want to limit his workload you know only give him the four touches for 80 yards or whatever he had well my my concern and I'm a Miles
0: Sanders owner in a couple of spots and even Darren Sproles has to take away like a touch a game to make Miles Sanders really really risky he's already really risky with mm-hmm. six touches last week, nine the week before, six the week before that. He hasn't had double-digit touches since October yeah. 6th against the Jets. And
3: Sproles will do that because yeah. whenever Sproles is active, they, they've in some cases, feature him for like <laughs> half the game. They uh, they find a reason to give him touches, so uh, I I would be a little concerned. Yes,
0: you know this actually this might get right into our whatever segment. I, I don't want to run over our sponsor talk here, but um, since we're on the Eagles, let's do that, and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about fantasy labs in a minute here. Um, since since we're on the subject of the Eagles, my whatever for this week was was the Dallas Goddard Zach Ertz situation. Um, and, and this just reminded me of it because with Sproles coming back, that obviously mm-hmm. that eats into Miles Sanders' work. And, and Jordan Howard has been, I don't know, like I, I feel like everybody, I don't know if it's trendy or cool to not like Jordan Howard or just to think he's meh. Um, dude's been getting work, man, and doing all right with it. So, um, he's been
3: surprisingly effective this year.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I think that continues. But this offense has had to kind of change what it is based on that – Uh, injury to Deshaun Jackson who still it sounds like a week away he's been limited practice recently but what we've seen is is the emergence of, of Dallas Goddard now Goddard was hurt early in the year so he didn't really get a true look at what this offense would be like with both Deshaun Jackson and Dallas Goddard healthy I've been of the opinion that once Jackson comes back Goddard is going to become less of a less of a thing but He's done so well lately and I, I just I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as you know, fantasy owners that have obviously if you drafted Zach Ertz, you've been disappointed. Not with the, the workload per se, because he's still getting the majority of the snaps. I mean you look at week seven, um, Ertz played forty nine offensive snaps, Goddard only had thirty six, so it was an eighty percent to fifty nine percent. They've obviously been on the field a lot together in two tight end sets. Um, Same thing with last week. Ertz played 90% of the snaps. Goddard's played 75%. But Goddard's been the one putting up the fantasy numbers. And to the point where he's starting to get picked up more. Now he was still available for 50-50 this week. But um, tight end desperate teams are going out and getting Dallas Goddard. Are you you a buyer on Goddard or, or no? Are you a seller or a holder on Ertz? How are you sort of? advising on this situation as we look ahead to the return of Deshaun Jackson in a week or two?
2: I'm definitely a holder on Ertz because once Jackson comes back and stretches that field I think that's that's what's really hurt Ertz is uh, defenses have been able to kind of dedicate another half guy you know maybe Mm -hmm. a full guy that would otherwise be playing a deep safety to to take Jackson away can now look a little bit more for Ertz but Carson Wentz is still looking for Ertz. I mean, he's, he's still Huge the guy he's share, going yeah. to, so I don't think he's being ignored. On the other hand, if Goddard's the guy producing, and we've talked every show about how thin this tight end position is, yeah, I think there's, especially with as long as Jackson's out, there's enough for both guys to be fantasy relevant. Once he comes back, not quite as excited about Goddard, but he's at worst great Ertz insurance.
3: Yeah, that's the thing for me. The tight end position is just so thin. And when you got a guy as, as talented as Goddard, and remember we talked about this, this preseason when Goddard came out with that, uh, quote where they asked him, you know, how he stacks up Mm -hmm. against the other tight ends in the league. And he said he's probably like the third best. He, he put, uh, he put his teammate ahead of himself and he put, uh, uh, Kelsey ahead of himself and, uh, and you know what? He, he might not be too far off. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard is, is a very talented tight end. And yeah. as you mentioned, he was, he was injured earlier in the, so he was injured in preseason, lingered into the regular season. Now that he's healthy and Deshaun Jackson's gone. So that opens things up. He's getting chances yeah. and he's shining. He's being targeted. He's on my 50-50 team this, this week. So we completely mowed that long, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't care. He's, he's, uh, for now, he's, He's not just a guy you stash and hope to play him. He, you can play him right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the weeks ahead, we'll just see how it plays out. But uh, I wouldn't be cutting him if I had him.
0: I mean, to me, they, they've got the Bears this week. Not a great matchup, obviously. And then no. they go on a bye. And I feel like Deshaun Jackson's probably back after that, and that's for the Patriots game November 17th. Yeah, um, feels right. To me, I am probably trying to sell Dallas Goddard right now to a tight end needy team. Unless you've got a deep enough bench where you're an Ertz owner and you can pick up Goddard and stash him, but mm-hmm. in week ten you would have two tight ends on your bench on bye plus another one taking up a starting spot, and that's generally difficult to stomach. It's a in lot those of tight leagues. ends, yeah. um, And I, you know, I, I I just feel like the yeah Goddard to I mean he's a good red zone target, but once he's off the field even just a little bit more. With the target share that Ertz is already getting, I, I think things are going to trend back in his direction. I'm probably right now trying to buy. I'm, I'm buying or holding on Ertz, and I'm holding or selling on Goddard, I think is where That's I land fair. on that. Well, yeah. So, all right. Um, who wants to. Who else, you know what? Before we. T- <laughs> that was a very actionable whatever. I think we should talk about another actionable item here, mm-hmm. which is Fantasy Labs. With the code yes. 10 off. If you haven't used that code 10 off yet, uh, you know it's trick or treat season. Treat yourself to a little uh ten dollars off the the trial over there at Fantasy Labs, which I mean, the 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 uses are abundance. Now that we're in you know basketball and hockey season, I'm actually using them a lot for the pr- player props. Um, I love their player props tool, and they you know they're consistently they basically have their ratings of you know 10 is their highest degree of confidence nine eight goes all the way down and um you know their tens and nines have have been hitting at a very nice rate uh <laughs> just as long as we've been partnered with fantasy labs you know i've used them uh for that and and I know not everybody's into that aspect of it, but, you know, even if you're only using it for DFS, I mean, as Tuvi can attest with uh, his hockey. His hockey uh, Another top three
2: in the blue line the other day. Yeah? But, yeah. That's two in the last week. Uh, two or three the last week. It's been a, you know, they've been treating me quite well. And the nice thing is, like I said, I'll, I'll optimize a lineup through them, and then if there's a guy like, yeah, you know, I don't know, I'll go back and I'll check their consistency, what they've been doing the last few games, and. Uh, go off their value rankings and, and mm-hmm. figure out a guy that uh, that I might want to plug in and now I'm doing the same you know it, it's a little easier for me because I'm not that bright to figure it out for <laughs> hockey but it works the same way for football too and so I'm kind of yeah. applying uh, the things that have been working for me in hockey uh, back to football which was a little more difficult for me to set up a model that I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. so I'm not quite there yet but uh, it's still uh, you know I'm still knocking on some doors there
0: yeah it's nice and you know they have tutorial videos on there you know if you're new if you sign up with use that code 10 off you'll they they will walk you through how to use this stuff but reach out to us on twitter as well i mean we're all fantasy labs users and if you use that code 10 off one zero off you know we are happy to uh you know talk through how we like to use it and how it might help you be a better dfs player Alright, more whatevers. Who wants to do their whatever? I know you guys have some good stuff here. I'll so. go, no, I'll go
3: next. It's, okay. I just kind of, kind of a bullet list uh, of, of things for my whatever this week. Uh, first one is, uh, the NFL trade deadline has passed. Mm-hmm. The fantasy football party has learned. Um, and. and Mitch is still n- the Bears quarterback. N- not much happened. Uh, but chances are good that the trade deadline in your fantasy football league has not passed yet, and chances are even better that you don't even know when that trade deadline is do you (laughs) you would have to guilty you would have to go look it up in your rules somewhere buried deep on the on the league website to figure out when that trade deadline is and i bet you it's coming up here in the next uh, two three weeks in a lot of cases so you might want to go take a peek see at that and uh and see if you can swing some trades before that deadline because you hate it every year when when it creeps up on you and oh the trade deadline was this past saturday oh missed it again so just a heads up go check it out write it down john for a,
2: for a while in my league we kept it really simple kickoff of the thanksgiving day first thanksgiving day game was okay. the trade deadline it's which smart. is super easy to remember except the heat I caught for spending the entire morning leading up to um,
4: Ooh, yeah. that
2: particular game on the phone at my parents' house while I was supposed yeah. to be prepping the meal, and I thought,
3: we're going to other... maybe
2: bump this a little.
3: The other danger with that is that uh, the, e- the night before Thanksgiving has turned into a big party night. Well, that you was what I was it, trying to, to take advantage of. call Yes, so there, that could lead to some, you know, no one told us life was going to be this way. <laughs> <The deadline. laughs> uh, So, anyways, so trade de- trade deadline coming up. Check it out: buy buy low, sell high. Also, a few other uh, guys that maybe should have mentioned in the news section, along with Darius Geis and Nick Foles practicing. Just a heads up that Devin Funchess of the Colts and Josh Doxon of the Vikings are returning from their injured re- reserve stints. And they might be worth using once in a while, second half of the season. They're definitely worth keeping an eye on. I think Funches in particular has some upside in that Colts offense because beyond T.Y. Hilton, nobody else consistently at the wide receiver position is producing for Jacoby Brissett there, and Funches can step right in and start for them opposite T.Y. Hilton once he's back on the field. Yeah,
0: there's been some injuries there. Paris Campbell, don't call me Paris Hilton has uh, been kind of in and out of the lineup yep. and inconsistent. So yeah, if they could get a consistent second wide receiver
2: there, that
3: could help things. Yeah. Funchess
2: has the catch radius of the uh, home plate umpire tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's got hands that make Eric Ebron look like Cherry uh,
3: yeah. Rice. There there is that. I mean, but it's the opportunity will be there and he's a big guy, big end zone target and yep. that Colts offense is working great line. All of those uh disclaimers there. He's you know, Doxton, maybe just because the Vikings are so thin at wide receiver and Adam Thielen's been battling a hamstring injury and Stefan Diggs gets hurt several times a year. Yeah. Might emerge uh, once or twice on the stretch, yeah, but I think Funchess is the guy to keep an eye on here. All
2: right. Tuvi? Have you seen Philip Rivers' mustache?
3: See, I gave actionable advice. There. I thought well, you, yeah. as of yesterday you had a candy thing on. Yeah, here. I, I was gonna we going Halloween to do Halloween candy power rankings,
0: which is totally fine. We can do that. I, Jl beers <laughs> actually tweeted out a pairing of Halloween candy oh, yeah. and beer, oh, and I retweeted that. So if you don't, you know, check check that out on Twitter at mpls maggio or at uh, what are they? Jl beers, Burnsville. I should probably look. You at know,
3: this. a friend of the podcast, Dave Bergeron, tweeted out that he. He loves those uh, big orange circus peanuts candies. The
4: doorsteps?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, he I can't. Love's a strong word. He. Uh, I mean, I'd, those things are. I'd eat them in a awful. pinch, but no, I I'd
2: wouldn't. also eat styrofoam and. Yeah, I used to do condiment shots. So I mean, I, I don't know that yeah. I should be the, the yeah. You're, you're the bell arbiter, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I found I
3: did find. So you have so you have like forty candies in your top ten. Yeah, <laughs>
4: it's got it's it.
0: JL Beers Beeville on Twitter. But so you've got your your cream ale with, goes with the candy corn, the Hefeweizen with Twix, pumpkin ale oh, goes with yeah. Peeps, mm-hmm. peanut yeah. butter cups Peeps. and Octoberfest, uh, double okay. with Skittles, uh, brown ales with Snickers. A oh, dunkle yeah. with the Kit Kats, the Bach beer with the, uh, cream eggs, oatmeal stout goes with three musketeers, and the black stout with the Milky Way. That's their
2: candy uh-huh. and beer pairing. Uh, where are we on
3: candy corn? I'm actually in the minority here. I'm a fan. I, I don't mind candy corn. It's, I like, I, it. I I, like I, the little it's I fully realize it's, it's wax, basically, yep. that you're eating. But well, I mean, I, I, well, if you yeah. put it with a cream ale,
2: I'm happy it, to have some. <laughs> As kids, we used to grow up with those wax things that were filled with fake
4: Juice. Juice. I yeah. Mean, we would yeah, eat those. I, hate, I yeah. mean, those are still around when again, I was a kid.
2: Our standards are not particularly true. <laughs> true. I'm a uh, fan of the blue Tootsie Roll myself. It, it, you know, they're, they're kind of like the, the throwaway item. They you, know, you, are get the handful, yeah. you get the handful, you get, know, when you're giving out candy, you give them the, the full size candy bar, and mm-hmm. then you throw in like a couple of suckers and a couple of little Tootsie Rolls or right. Smarties or whatever to, to make it look like a handful. And I'm always in my kids' candy for the uh, for the blue tootsie rolls. Those are the best. I've never
3: decided so if so I would that be your would that be your favorite. Halloween yeah, but I, but candy the nice thing is treat? I would.
2: It's like my auction. I wouldn't have to draft that number one because I know okay. you guys aren't no. going for the blue right. tootsie rolls. So I, I, I think we like
0: have had pick. the <laughs> auction talk with <laughs> Halloween candy before. That sounds vaguely
3: familiar. I'd go Reese's peanut butter cup,
0: Crunch Bar. Ooh, that's a real underrated one. I know, and, see? And,
3: and what you got to do, of course, is to buy your favorite candy to hand out. Yeah. Because there's going to be leftovers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I bought the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups to hand out this year. Nice work. With the glow-in-the-dark wrappers. Ooh. Oh, you won't lose
2: any that way. They, they, so you'll be see, able to see them all over your well, front lawn. And, well,
3: they, they don't glow-in-the-dark, though. <laughs> 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 I haven't gotten them to work yet, so. We'll but you keep unwrapping you them good. to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep unwrapping. No, and see this, if this one. one see this one's like one glow-in-the-dark. Ah, uh, 100 grand for me. Oh, All that's right. a solid call. My my other option for my whatever was my uh, my guide to my two rules for a Halloween costume that oh, yeah. both John Tubey and I arrived at independently over the but, years. I mean, it's like but it's they good came guidance. down
2: on tab stone tablets.
3: This is actionable yep. advice. <laughs> if, if any, more so than anything else that we're maybe going to see Definitely me. Remote. I don't some I don't. of your stuff
4: is good. Yeah.
3: Two rules of a Halloween costume: one, you got to be able to drink beer with it. Oh, so of course. You yeah. have to have your hands free. Yep. And and, and your mouth, you know, on, your mouth, on, on some your sort face. of like going yeah. as Bane would be right. bad. And Unless two, you, you got to be able to easily go to the bathroom.
2: Yep. Mermaid costume, bad, mm-hmm. bad situation. So yeah.
3: those those are the two rules: drinking beer and going to the bathroom. If you, if you can do both those things comfortably, what do you guys have hassle? signed,
0: ready to go? People are listening to this probably on Halloween. What are you guys going as this year? You got costumes lined up? Nope.
2: No, I'm, I'm still resting on the laurels of the last time I actually shaved my beard off and I went as Drew Carey. Back, back <laughs> when Drew Carey that. had his own TV show. and,
0: and Like it, The Price is Right? Come on no, now. No. Put on a suit and get the little microphone, man. Well, when
2: it was the Drew Carey show. Again, yeah. it was Again, one of the few times in my life I've actually worn a, a suit and tie yeah. and <laughs> had the glorious flat top going. And my wife was eight months pregnant. She went as Mimi. You know, nice. put, the, put the blonde wig on and too much makeup, and that was uh, probably my my second well, best. Well, we letter. know
3: Halloween's your favorite. It is my favorite holiday. holiday. So I think I'm what reprising. What is your costume? I think I'm reprising. Or are you going to do Kruger. several several costumes? No,
0: I'll probably no. Well, because I've been growing out my beard since my birthday, and I don't want to shave it, so I'm going to skip Ditka this year. I think I'll probably just reprise the Freddy Krueger costume I have. Um, the best story I have about that is I ha- I've had that Freddy Krueger sweater for. Oh, man, going on like 15 years now. And back in the 2005 NFL season when I covered the Vikings, I actually wore it to a practice one day. Why wouldn't you? And, well, because <laughs> it's red and green. Stri- it just looks like if you don't know, it's just a normal sweater. And Paul Edinger from the practice field back when he was kicking for the Vikings just <laughs> looks at me as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he
2: was facing the wrong
0: way. As he was looking at you instead of where he was supposed to kick. Did you wear it the
3: week of Halloween?
0: Uh, uh I think so, yeah. Okay, Good work. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably bring that one back out. Uh, Tuvi, you had a very actionable whatever that we interrupted. Should we veer this I back did? on <laughs> course? I mean,
2: was it the Philip Rivers mustache? It was.
0: Is that how we got into Halloween costumes? What I happened? I, I blacked so. out. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, don't. I don't. I don't. know that it's actionable. Go look up Philip Rivers mustache and and tell me why he, so that, why that he doesn't it? have that. Was your whatever? Well, I mean, I, I could echo hey, some of your stuff. Everybody, go look at
4: this picture. <laughs>
2: That's what Twitter's for. We've already. (laughs) All right. We want to go over an hour? Sure. Fine. Again. We are actually (laughs) almost at 46 minutes now. I mean, Uh, the only other thing I was going to talk about was uh, I I got a a question on Twitter. Um, He's got Dave Dave Lutz. He went to college with Dave Will Lutz is his kicker. And uh, he was looking at, do I drop Will Lutz for the bye week or do I drop one of these uh, uh, McLaurin and DJ Moore? We're receivers. I'm like. Normally, the, the easy decision is you kick the kicker to the curb, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: I love dome kickers on good offenses for the yeah. playoffs,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: if one of those guys is not going to be cracking your lineup on an every-week basis, some, uh, what I suggested is go through and project your every-week lineup from here on out, You know who's on by, who's right. got tough matchups. And if DJ Moore isn't cracking your lineup,
3: yeah, he'd be the one out of the out of those two that I would consider booting.
2: I, I mean,
3: McLaurin he, I think is may, a you special know, this, player. like you, it goes In back to the situation. trade deadline, <laughs> right.
2: But he's not going to do you any as good as he is. He's not going to do you a whole lot of good sitting on your bench. So mm-hmm. whereas, Yeah, but he
0: might help somebody else that needs a receiver help. That's
2: the only other thing. So if you can control who he goes to, that would be a plus. But on the other hand, you know, I, and I told the other thing is you know your league better than I when you're sending me a Twitter question. Are the Jackals going to jump on Will Lutz and, and say, ah, oh, kicker on good offense and, and grab him or is he going to float for a while in which case you can get him back next week?
0: Right. All right. Well, before we uh, talk 50-50, we do want to talk fantasy draft. Just make sure you are going in if you have not tried rake-free DFS. So we tell you every week,
2: and this is the time to do it with the leaves on the ground right now.
0: That's right. Yeah, exactly. This is if, if there's ever a time where you wanted to put down a rake, it's right now. <laughs> uh, FF party is the code to use for seven days free because, like we said, it's rake free. So the way they set it up, it's a subscription system basically. So if you play a little bit, you know, you're just a few bucks uh, here and there. You know, you're at the low end, and it's. I mean, it's super cheap. And if you play a ton, um, you're paying a little more, but you're ended up saving so much of that because even if you're playing in all tournaments that max out, they're still paying out a hundred percent. And then in all of the other ones, you're getting overlays. So you want to check that out. And heck, I, I play, you know, I talk about every week. I put, uh, I, I'm putting up head to head lineups in the, you know, just cheap dollar head to heads. No big deal. It's fun to play. If you want to, uh, sign up and, and, Send me a challenge. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll play or, or come grab one of my games out of the lobby. That'd be great. I very much enjoy playing against uh, the listeners. So code FFParty. Go to FantasyDraft.com. Use that code FFParty. Sign up and get seven days. See what Rake Free is all about. I guarantee if you love DFS, you are going to love playing Rake Free at Fantasy Draft. It is time for 50
1: These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next, John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. Right, right. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast.
0: Ironically enough, at about the 50-minute mark of the show. <laughs> uh, 50-50-50. Yeah. Uh,
2: or, 50/50/50. or 50-50-50. Should I go first since I had you, first pick? You went first, yeah. you had, the well, had first well, pick and... We really need to touch on the best and worst of last week. Yeah, I tried to skip that again. You know, somebody, I'm not going to name names, but somebody, and the other two guys I'm not going to name names, mocked that somebody for projecting Dan Bailey to have five field goals and two PATs, and had the Vikings not mercifully – laid down on the football yeah he was looking at a five field goal game i had the tweet queued up <laughs> 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 nfc special teams
3: player of the week and it's babe. almost
2: as good as my marvin jones call <laughs> <laughs> no not really but yeah he had a nice game well, we had a few other hits we too. did i mean lions
0: d lions d and danny Amendola. i think that was yours deontay well. johnson Beyonce johnson for bow had, had that nice game gardner Minshew. by the way did you guys watch that monday night game why yeah, I well, mean, I, yes, did, that's, yes. that's the right answer. Um, the <laughs> I, the Deionze Johnson. I, <laughs> I did remember down. my whole bit last
3: week for in 50, oh yes. 50, I gave- I, well, that's why I was curious if you <laughs> actually <laughs> ended <laughs> up
0: <laughs> watching it. But that yeah, like they, I, ba- I
3: fell asleep during it. <laughs> was I like, it was like
0: they like called a timeout in order to tell. Miami called a timeout to tell their defense to not cover Deontay Johnson. It's basically what happened <laughs> on that play. On that I, I think he's lying. Um, Gardner Minshew, I don't know. There, it's the fish tank. You never know. Gardner Minshew had the big day. Uh, the, the the real bad one was I had Kiki Kuti, uh, and he didn't even, like, play. DeAndre Carter got run over him. I think somebody else did, too, like – I don't know what the deal was there, but apparently Kiki Kute is in the doghouse or something. So, uh, my bad on that. I, I, uh, and you know, it's funny if I talk about fantasy draft. I actually had a, um, in the five game slate. So I was playing the main slate and then like the, the afternoon Monday night slate. And I had my 50-50 lineup had Kenyon Drake and Kiki Kuti in it. Mm. And then when the Drake news came, I ended up going with Aaron Jones instead of Drake. That, worked out, well. that worked out real well. Right. And I can't even remember who I played instead of Kute, but well, like, it, it, would have been, it didn't yeah. matter anyway. <laughs> could have been a free, just an open <laughs> spot. You're could on. have right. been me. Yeah, so Aaron that, Jones, and then I put John yeah, Tuvi
2: in at, uh, that, at my receiver. That spot. ended
0: up uh, working out well. So Kiki almost cost me, but thank you, Kenyon Drake, for missing your flight. Um, well, you were told to miss it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> thank you regardless. Uh, okay. Yeah, Best, now you. Who's your quarterback? My quarterback is Derek Carr. Bo, you talked about having Derek yeah. Carr. I tried to trade uh 2v Derek Carr, but like I said, he doesn't respond to trade requests. I tried to get Derek Carr from 2 Should I tr- should um, I start Derek Carr or well, Lamar I'll, I'll Jackson? Well, I'll give you I I you just start Lamar Jackson. Uh 10,900 <laughs> on Fantasy Draft, uh, Fantasy Labs has that as the quarterback 11 in their cash game model this week. Uh, Darius Slade could come back in this one for Detroit, but the Lions, I mean, regardless, they're allowing the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. And Oakland, look, they don't throw much. Carr has not topped 34 attempts since week two, but he has multiple touchdowns in four of his last five games and yeah. only one interception in his last four. Like, quietly, Oakland's doing some work over there, there despite their wide receiver situation being I'm Tyrell Darren Williams Waller. and I'm no one
3: and Darren Waller.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Bo, you want to go next?
3: I'm uh, actually across the bay, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. uh, Cute. Thursday night football game against the Cardinals. We've talked a lot about that game already. Love the matchup, obviously, uh, against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. The Cardinals have allowed the most touchdown passes, 20 in the NFL. Now, the game script could make this another run-heavy game for the Niners this week, but still... That's what happened last week, and Garoppolo had two touchdown passes in the blowout. So he's been very efficient. Yes, love uh, love Jimmy G as a plug-in guy this week, and in a uh, super flex league, not so hot on him for a DFS purposes, but he could do worse, I suppose, against the Cardinals. You, Tubi. you,
2: you could. I, I've heard rumors that Sam Darnold is in South Beach. Maj, you have any idea why Sam Darnold might be uh, in South Beach? I think this might be him. Any ideas? Hang on.
4: I'm in town yeah. to play the Dolphins. You dumbass. Ah, that's, that's uh, right. That's, that's, that's uh, why? Yeah. and
2: he's, uh, just $11,000 on fantasy draft. Uh, he's been seeing ghosts and that's a good week for him to do it. He gets the Dolphins who have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed multiple touchdown passes in every game they've played. But they've played some really great quarterbacks because, like the last three games, they played Case Keenum, Josh Allen, and uh, I think it was Maya Rudolph. No, no, Mason Rudolph. Mason. That's that's who it is. Wow. So I'm going. I'm going with Sam Darnold. I'm a big Maya Rudolph fan. Come I am. On. I know as well. you are.
0: Did you see? Uh, was it the Puppet Murders? The one with uh, Maya Rudolph had a bit role in there. Huh. But I'm, I don't think I, I don't now. think I'm getting the name of that movie right. I'll look it up when I'm not supposed to be telling you fantasy <laughs> stuff. Uh, uh, Jalen Samuels is uh, he was my number one pick in this one, going against Indy for the reasons I noted before. I think he'll be the only healthy running back. If he is at 7,800 at fantasy uh, draft, I will be happily playing him. I think right now, Fantasy Labs is hedging their bets, so he's only running back 41 in their cash game. Models. Indy does give up uh, only the seven, or they the, they've allowed the seven fewest fantasy points to running back, so not a great matchup. But I think there'll be a lot of work behind um, that good offensive line. And then I'm going to uh, pick up Bo's Regret off the floor and take it with me all the way to uh, New Jersey. Uh, actually, no, in South Beach, they're playing against those uh, Yets, Seventy-eight hundred. Fantasy Labs hasn't been running back forty-five you know, Jets allowing the eighth most fantasy points to running backs this season. And, you know, we talk about that workload. Walton's now got double digit touches and three straight. So I think that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, yeah. facing some injuries or buys, you can do worse than Mark Walton.
3: Well, uh, I only have one running back this week. Thanks to our new, uh, lineup setup where we can start uh, only one and, and then do multiple flex players. So, I'm going with Alexander Madison again. I can't believe he's available still in 81% of ESPN leagues. He should be, first of all, he should be handcuffed to, to Delvin, 100% of Dalvin Cook to leagues. Dalvin Cook everywhere. It's that time of year. And, and he's producing something every week. Now the game script likely won't favor him this week in Kansas City against the Chiefs. I mean, maybe it will with Matt Moore there instead of Pat Mahomes if we think Mahomes isn't going to play, but he continues to impress every week. All he needs is one big run to be a helper as a bi week fill in or a flex yeah. play. Now, he's not enough, doesn't have enough guaranteed touches week in, week out, maybe not this week either to be a reliable DFS option, but still, for the love of God, pick up Alexander <laughs>
0: Madison. The Happy Time Murders is the name of the uh, show
2: I was, ah. the movie. It's very right. funny actually. I'm on it um i'm gonna go with the one back approach a la bow and i'm gonna go with ronald jones against the seattle seahawks 8500 dollars on fantasy draft he's uh rb 38 on the fantasy labs projections seattle's no longer the shutdown defense they used to be they've allowed five running back rushing scores in just the last four games that used to be a season season and a half for the old mm-hmm. seahawks defense and Jones has out-touched Peyton Barber. That sounds a little naughty, but uh, he's out-touched him three of the last four games and 47 to 37 overall. So when we talked about the scarcity of running backs. When you can get the larger share of a backfield in a matchup that's not against the Niners yeah. or, or the Patriots, probably are the, the two defenses that you would run screaming from, you take a chance in uh, 8,500 on Ronald Jones and, and own in less than 50 percent of
0: the time it works. Every time nice. I was trying to time you finish talking, I almost
2: hit. You it. know, I always—it's like the show, <laughs> always longer than, than you expected.
0: Uh, that's it for your running backs, that's right? It. All right, wide receivers for me. I'm, uh, you know, I'm all dolphins all the time on this show. Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. And you know what? I'm stacking this game. You know who else uh, in this game I'm going with is. Uh, the age of Demarius. Do you know what he's here to do?
2: I'm in town to play the Dolphins. That's what he's here
0: to do. All right. So we'll start with the Dolphins players. Uh, He's got Mark
3: Walton and both their receivers.
0: (laughs) And I should have taken Fitzmagic. I mean, if if we were keeping score, the smart move would have been to take Fitzmagic. You uh, did this on purpose. I did this on purpose, yes. Um, I will tell you why the Jets are allowing the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Preston Williams has the best matchup between him and Parker. He's going against uh, right cornerback Daryl Roberts. Uh, I should note he's 9,200 on fantasy draft. That's wide receiver 29, according to Fantasy Labs. With Williams, he's averaging over seven targets a game. Hasn't been below six targets since week one, but week one was the last time he scored a touchdown. So he's just sort of been, like, simmering there, waiting to uh, have that explosion game, like... He was doing in the preseason meanwhile Devontae Parker's been the guy who's shown more uh, rapport with Ryan Fitzpatrick he's at 8700 he's actually fantasy Lads wide receiver 18 so they like Parker quite a bit and he's been more productive like I said he's now had a touchdown in three of his last four games 18 targets in his last two and at least 56 yards in four of his last five both guys are available in our or were available in our um, dynasty league, three of us are in and I'm playing against Bo this week and have some bye week issues. So I could have chosen either one. I chose Preston Williams because right. Parker's been the one putting up more points and I generally don't want to play whack-a-mole with my fantasy points. So Whoa. we'll see if Preston Williams is the one that's going to uh, blow up here. And then uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, like I noted, he is fantasy last wide receiver 24 on fantasy draft at 7,800. The dolphins just lost Xavier Howard to IR. So now they're playing nobody back there. Uh, and that, He would have actually lined up against Demarius Thomas, so now Thomas has arguably the best matchup of the Jets receivers. He is at least three catches and 42 yards in each of his last four games. 27 targets in those four, including nine in two of them. He hasn't scored yet. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, because he's getting this much usage, there might be some, uh, touchdown regression coming. I don't think he's gonna score a bunch of them, but hey, if he ended up with, you know, three catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown, you're more than happy, you know, in a desperation play like Demarius Thomas getting that.
3: I have three wide receivers this week. We'll go back to the well with Deontay Johnson again. He worked out for me again last week. He found the end zone on Monday night uh, for the Steelers against um, <clears throat> against the Dolphins. Yeah. Now the Colts defense presents kind of a neutral opponent versus wide receivers are kind of middle of the pack, but eighty uh, eight hundred dollars on fantasy draft. Uh, I I'm going to be reaching for him. I think in a few DFS lineups this weekend worth pointing out he's available in 86% of ESPN leagues that's
2: that's a lot that's just wrong. that's how many people fell asleep on Monday night I think.
3: <laughs> Darius Slayton will be my next guy going for the Giants going this Monday night against the Cowboys Sterling Shepard a guy we uh, skipped over in the news could return from his concussion Monday night he's back on the practice field that's gonna probably uh, damage Slayton's uh, yes. productivity a little bit but I think Slayton's done enough to earn a role in this offense going forward, he has 15 targets over his last three games. Two touchdowns last week at Detroit looked fantastic. That one uh, catch, oh, just a jump ball. yeah, Amazing. So uh, So, you know, I think Slayton's going to stick as a producer in this offense going forward, probably at the expense of Shepard and maybe a little bit, uh, Evan Engram. I don't think he cuts into Golden Tate's usage too much going forward out of the slot, but Darius Slayton's definitely a guy who should be on fantasy teams and he's available in 90 percent of espn leagues cole beasley will be my third wide receiver he's averaging more than seven targets a game and had has touchdowns in two straight games he goes up against goes up against the washington team this week they're a bottom third defense against wide receivers and they've allowed 10 wide receiver touchdowns he's nationals uh, no. Oh. That's, you're thinking of Walgreens. These is a pretty good DFS value this week. Fantasy Labs has them at 69.95 nice. in their rankings for uh, uh, the cash games on on Fantasy Draft this week, where he only costs you
2: $8,000. we? I've got three receivers as well, and as Bo mentioned, with the uh, the Fantasy Labs value, all of them 63 or higher in the value category will start... Going back to the well, doubling down after last week, and hope uh, that Kenny Stills can double his five targets and three catches from last week. He gets the Jaguars in jolly old England. He's $9,900 on Fantasy Draft, wide receiver 30 on Fantasy Labs. Only two wide receivers have scored on Jacksonville this year. They've only allowed, I believe it's five touchdowns, three to one guy, two to another. But 174 wide receiver yards per game over the last three and the last five it averages out. So... An opportunity, you figure DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins is going to end up with 110 of those, and that leaves 64 yards and an impossible touchdown for Kenny Stills. Uh, My number two receiver, $9,200 on Fantasy Draft. Wide Wide receiver, 36 on Fantasy Labs and... Is 69.89 value. Nice, nice, really nice. Danny Amendola against the Raiders, who are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers.
3: He's had like a million targets the past month. Eh? Well, other
2: than the game where you know he had zero. He had a eight for 105, <laughs> and then he had a zero. And then I think he went and said, I won't be ignored, Dan. And so they hit him <laughs> up last week with eight for 95. So opportunity abounds for Danny Amendola. And my third wide receiver, Going to the Bears against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. 8,000, that's almost toaster range for Anthony Miller. He's wide receiver 52 on Fantasy Labs, a 63.28 value. No team in the NFL, and probably some college teams, are allowing more fantasy points to wide receivers than the Philadelphia Eagles. Miller's had three straight games with at least 52 yards, averaging 61 yards over that span, and I think there's an opportunity for Anthony Miller. To take uh, some of Allen Robinson's table scraps and make a nice little fantasy meal out of them.
3: Ever since he took off that shoulder brace, uh, dude can play. In, over in London, he's been able to move his arms a little better. And it, I'm a, I'm an Anthony Miller guy. I mean, you guys know that. I've been I talk about him talked about him since he came into the league, but yeah. Uh God, just wish he had a different quarterback.
4: I <laughs> <How> bet <about> you <laughs> do too same. much. <laughs> We're going
0: to set all kinds of records now because we have so many tight ends to talk about. It's borderline ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to go with Noah Fan versus Cleveland for mine. Fantasy Labs has him as their tight end nine uh, at 6,000 over a fantasy draft. He saw a career-high eight targets in his first game without Emmanuel Sanders there. Tight ends are often security blankets for the young and inexperienced among quarterbacks. And uh, as we talked about towards the top of the show, the Broncos are going to have one of those. The Browns have been mid pack against tight ends. I just think there's some opportunity here for fans. Bo and Tuvi with your dose.
3: Uh, one of mine is going to be Dallas Goddard. We've already talked a lot about him already, so we'll just leave it at that. He had, he's got two touchdowns over his last three games. I like Dallas Goddard and Deshaun Jackson's not back yet, so we'll roll with him for another week going against the Bears. My other tight end just happens to be the number two tight end value for fantasy draft in his cash model. For Fantasy Labs games this week And that's Eric Ebron He's got to be on you a team would. every week so I, Just
2: not Maj's.
3: I plugged him in as my flex play I think I sniped Maj I'm pretty sure Maj yeah. was going to take him um, No way He doesn't believe in him It's like
2: the Easter Bunny <laughs> I believe in the Easter Bunny Alright Tooby. Well, I'm going back to the Derek Fells. Well, that's worked out well. Uh, he's the only t- Fells in the well. I Fells in the well. Eighty nine hundred dollars on fantasy draft, and if you sort your fantasy labs by their projections, he is the number nine overall tight end. So he's yeah. a startable fantasy tight end this week against Jacksonville. He's the only Houston tight end to be targeted more than five times in a game. He's done that three times this year. The Jaguars just allowed two touchdowns to Ryan Griffin. And you know the old adage, always start the guy who just scored two touchdowns because you know he'll do the exact same thing the next week. So (laughs) Derek Fells is in my lineup. And then double dipping at the tight end position, I'm going with Jason Witten as my Monday night hammer. $7,400, so he's toaster and blender uh, available. he's
0: very familiar with Monday night.
2: Oh, yeah. And he's a better announcer than, than Booger, and there's really so are we. Um, but yeah, he gets the Giants. He's the number ten overall tight end uh, based on their projections, and he's had a touchdown in each of his last three games against the Giants. He's had ten touchdowns in his last eleven games against the Giants. He sees that's pretty good. Big blue, he gets in the end zone. Jason Witten, the first half of my Halloween themed stack Ooh. that we'll come back to. Ooh. Tease, how's that's that a tease. for a
0: tease? All right, I'll go quick at uh, defense and kicker. I'm going with the Panthers. It's a panth party going against the Tennessee Titans. They're Fantasy Labs defense special teams number three at 5,600 over a fantasy draft. I just like the bounce back spot going from getting embarrassed against San Francisco to facing the fighting Tannehills on this one. They had forced multiple turnovers in four straight before last week and had 23 sacks in those four games before just three against the Niners. And then uh, in that Monday night game, too, we talked about Brett Maher. Going against the Giants, his scoring's gone up three straight weeks. With season-high 13 right before the bye, the Giants are allowing the 10th most fantasy points to kickers, including nine or more in three of their last four.
2: I was going to take Bill Meyer, but he's always wide
0: left. Hey, hey, nice. I should have had that. I know. Sorry. Here. Here you go. This is a courtesy
3: late. (laughs) My kicker will be Joey Sly. It was time for him to come back home to my team. He had a tough time finding points uh, last week against the Niners. We knew he would. As everybody. That's why I didn't select him last week for 50-50. So it's smooth sailing from now on out to the end of the season for Joey Sly, who should not be available in more than 50% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. But he is still. And my defense, apparently uh, I'm playing against Maj's team this week because my <laughs> defense is in South Beach. And I wonder what why? they're doing in South Beach. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Yes, the Yets defense going up against the Dolphins. This is why I was harping on picking up the Yets D for games like this one. In the second half of the season, the Yets are Fantasy Lab's number six defensive value this week. Uh, get them in your lineups against uh, the Fitzmagic Dolphins. Tuvi?
2: I'm going with jason myers as my kicker so two oh. jasons for friday the 13th and then myers from halloween
0: i'm wearing my freddie krueger socks tonight Did i show you guys
2: wow, full That's, circle. those this are is. definitely freddie krueger socks yeah. yes and everybody at home on the podcast they were <laughs> glorious you
3: didn't have to pull down your pants to show us your socks. no <laughs> oh. there's really but a different way to socks. do that
2: uh, <laughs> jason myers multiple field goals in three straight games No team has allowed more fantasy kicker points than the Yuccaneers, and that's who Jason's squaring off with this week. And my defense? Well, we talked about young quarterbacks, and uh, Denver's throwing one into the fire, so I'm going with the Cleveland Browns defense, $5,200. The number three defense on Fantasy Labs and a 72.03 value. I like it. The Broncos have allowed 27 sacks and nine turnovers, and that was with Joe Flacco, at quarterback. Now they're Starting a guy who's never taken a snap in the NFL. So
3: (laughs) What could go wrong? My
2: understanding is that Cleveland has had multiple sacks in every game this year, and they employ a gentleman by the name of Miles Garrett. So Mm, I like his opportunity to create some havoc in Denver, the mile-high Halloween
0: havoc. Yes. Oh, very nice. Are we done? I think we are done. I was going to say, I I, I taught my... 5 year old and my 7 year old how to play a simple version of the Halloween theme song the John Carpenter do na na on the piano nice. there's nothing creepier than all of I didn't a sudden know you're your a kids. pianist i know He's how to play pianist,
4: four
2: but... songs i, I am a huge talented pianist <laughs> i can play beth by kiss on the piano what about mother i cannot <laughs> another give me another one of those Danzics, cuz that was Hello. good stuff all right. Tell your children not to drink this beer. <laughs> well, as
0: uh, as as you might have thought, we went long tonight. So uh, no. I, I think we should wrap this up. Watch the rest of this World Series game. Finish my Buffalo uh, chips here that I just got, which are amazing. Enjoy our lovely beers here at JL Beers. Come join us. Do the same Wednesday night, seven thirty p.m. here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Bring your leftover
2: Halloween candy. Ooh, do that. We'll
0: pair it up with some beers. Yep. We'll have a great old time. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Go to Fantasy Draft, use that code FFParty. Fantasy Labs, use the code 10OFF. For Bo, for Tubi. Good luck in week nine. We'll catch you in week
4: 10.